Hello, welcome back. I'm excited to be here with you today for this evolution podcast. My name is Elisha Halpin, and today we're going to dig into freeze and yeah, maybe get a little bit more clear in what freeze is and what it's doing <laughs> to us, with us, and for us. Um, yeah, so freeze, I think, is maybe one of the more complicated and definitely less understood parts of our stress response. It's kind of like the Cinderella of our stress response. Like it's doing a lot of work and it doesn't get the same airtime and it doesn't get the same clarity in teaching. And I have found that freeze is really the place where it's so important to start. If we're going to really heal the nervous system, we really have to dig into our freeze. I firstly want to remind us that there are two aspects of our freeze system. There's the hyperfreeze, and that does live in the fight flight activated system, the limbic system, our mammalian brain, our feeling emotionally based self lives in hyperfreeze lives in that part with us. And then there's hypofreeze. And that part is what we typically mean when we just say the word freeze. So if we just say fight, flight, freeze, the freeze we're talking about is typically going to be the hypofreeze. It's going to be the freeze that is in the brainstem, is coming more from the ancient self, most related to the dorsal side of the vagus nerve, more adapted to um, reptilian self, this part of us that's like, oh, if I lower my life force in the threat, in, in the eye of this threat, I'm going to be more safe. If I go inert, if I go really slow, if I freeze, if I go to sleep, if I go underground, if I go into hiding, if I become invisible, this will be the best choice. Now, when we're talking about navigating life, we can have so much judgment against ourselves for when this part of our system comes up innately naturally, automatically, as a viable part of our system, doing its job, and we go invisible, <laughs> and we go into hiding, or we go to sleep, <laughs> right? We go, crawl under the covers. And so one of the things I think that is most misunderstood about this, this part of us is that it's doing an important job, and it's doing its job for real. And in order to heal, we have to understand the job that it's doing and why it might be doing it. So if we're not talking about physical safety, so if I'm not talking about being chased by a tiger, actually having someone um, physically coming at me, right? If I'm, if I'm not in one of those moments of true survival, which I'm not talking about, because if you have been in a moment where you have been attacked, um, you know, even an intense emotional attack and all of those things. And your body went into freeze. Like, just please know that your body did it right. And that in the moment of the wisdom of your system, analyzing what was going on, this analyzing happens pre-consciously. And that's, I think one of the reasons we shame ourselves is because the part of our system that is taking in all of the information, analyzing it way faster than you can cognate. And choosing which part of our system to dive into for response, for protection, to keep you alive, 
all of these ways, these patterns that we then live out as our personality get first enacted. Our body did it the best way for us, for that situation, for everything we were already carrying, for where we thought we were going, for all the ways that our wisdom was like, this is the way to survive. If you went to freeze in any of those moments, you did it right. You absolutely did it right. And even today, if you are inviting yourself to make change and to grow and to do these things, and you find yourself going into freeze, while it may not be quote unquote right from the viewpoint of the cognitive self or the part of you that's matured enough to say, no, but I do want to get the visibility for my business. No, I do want to be able to speak on stage. No, I do want to be able to share my voice. Whatever it is that you might be wanting yourself to take action around and you're finding yourself in the invisibility, you're finding yourself in the hibernation, you're finding yourself stuck, you're not doing it wrong. You are operating from the previously set safety cue. And when we just try and force ourselves out of freeze, what we're doing is we start overriding safety. And this breaks trust. This creates such a ricochet and backlash of problems in our system because the set point will always have to be honored. We will always return to baseline. And if we are forcing ourselves um, to get out of our comfort zone and we're doing that by overriding safety and scattering ourselves, we're creating more harm in ourselves. We're, we're actually creating more trauma inside of our system. And so learning to understand what your freeze is really telling you, how it's showing up and how to work with it is one of the most empowering things you can do because from our personality's perspective, freeze is a problem. Freeze is wrong. Freeze is fucking us. Freeze is the sabotage, right? So when people show up and they say things to me, like, I want to, I'm procrastinating on this and it's really bumming me out. I'm really angry at myself because I've been procrastinating or I'm lacking motivation on these things and I haven't taken the steps that I said I was going to take, or I'm feeling really depressed. I'm feeling really low energy. I feel, you know, very lackluster and purposeless and apathetic. Um, I'm afraid of change. I, 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 I know that I want to do this thing, but I just, I'm so afraid of what's going to happen if I take a step. I'm confused. I'm indecisive. I don't know what I want. I don't know what I desire. I don't know what I'm dreaming. I don't know how to do it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, or I've like, I have no follow through when my clients, and my students show up with that going on. That is like, Oh, big flashing lights. We are in your freeze response. And we're probably in a freeze response. That's been so overridden so ignored, so shamed, so blamed, so um, stretched out and co-opted and complicated that we just need to slow down and we need to really, really come back to center. And we need to recognize all of the parts that have been scattered and left Because often what's happening when freeze is showing up is procrastination, lack of motivation, sometimes depression, that's a little bit, a bit more complicated, but sometimes 
definitely fear of change, indecisiveness, and lack of follow through. When it's showing up in all those ways, what's really going on is somewhere you have scattered too much of yourself. You have left too much, too many of your parts. You have um, tried to move faster than what safety warranted. And you have pushed yourself into an extreme that's causing this secondary response of protecting you. So often the freeze that we first start working with is secondary freeze or on top freeze. You could kind of think of this as when the there's like a, a layer of freeze on top of the ground, kind of a crustiness on top of the dirt. Um, and there's soil underneath and the, the soil may have like little, may, may have some frozen particles in it. But what we're really looking at that first is like the, you know, or the top of the creme brulee. I just had great creme brulee last night. And you know, the top is like all, you know, like crusty and, and so good. But when that's in your system, that may not be great, right? Because that crusty part is what you're bouncing up against to get yourself to take action. And then what happens is that we move into um, self-help, we move into coaching platitudes, we move into someone's three-step blueprint, we move into all these ways of of going into action. When (laughs) Freeze is telling us there is a lack of safety for action, there are things that your wisdom needs you to hear, to integrate, to heal, to release, to meet, to feel. And when you keep taking action from this place on top of your crustiness, you break such trust with your inner self. You break such trust with the parts of you that just need to be held and known and met. And so what's really happening, and, and when we coach people, oh, this is big, you guys, when we are coaching people and we do not know how to listen to safety cues and we do not know how to understand what's happening inside someone's nervous system and to look for the the key um, language and body posturing and um, habits that point us to the fact that there is a scattered frozen self that we are dealing with. And we coach people to override their own safety. Oh, oh, wow. You know, this is how harm is getting perpetuated unintentionally. Not coming from an intentional harm place, but from a lack of understanding that you are coaching a nervous system. You are not coaching a cognitive person, right? And coaching so much of the time wants to meet us in our cognition and get our cognition operating super, 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 super fast and to be supposedly highly effective and functional while ignoring that 90% of you is not cognitive. And that 90% is important. So what I find working with the nervous system and the personality to be so powerful and essential is that this is the way we really uncover how the stress response is shaping our experience of self and life, right? And without being able to dig into these places where the nervous system is showing up inside of our personality, where the stress response that the nervous system is operating through is showing up inside of our personality, what happens is we just complicate our stress maps. We just complicate our cognitive self. We end up with all of these 
context, layered upon context, layered upon context. We're a person who is sticky noted to the wazoo of ourself. And we are so far from this, this, this deep core of a wellspring of a true authentic self. And we're not doing this on purpose. We're doing, we're trying, we're trying, right? I was going to say we're doing the best we can. And many of us are doing the best we can with the tools and the knowledge we've been given. So that's a little bit different caveat, right? Like, I don't want to give us a complete pass because it's time for us to wake up and do deeper work. And I don't want to bring us into shame because we've also, if you're here, if you've been reading, if you were like me and you've spent decades, um, I started with self-help work in my teens, um, you know, really <laughs> like in junior high, I was determined and I joined this self-improvement group for Christian girls. Um, because I was just determined to be the best me I could. So, you know, I came into doing harm to myself from a really deep place of wanting to be the best me and wanting to love myself and wanting to. And yet with the tools that I was given, I ended up creating a lot more harm. So, you know, there's a big both and here. And that's why I'm so passionate about us understanding how to initiate our own growth and transformation through the nervous system and how to really hold our clients and our families and our communities in, in these ways, because it's, it's the only way that we're going to trust that we're not unconsciously undoing everything that we come in the desire to do, right? If we are wanting someone, you know, if we're, if we're wanting our clients, our child, our community, to grow into their power, to grow into confidence, to grow into taking action from an aligned place. And yet we don't have the tools to help someone meet their safety cues and their freeze response. It, un it actually, you know, it's like canceling out. Um, so, you know, before a nervous system is integrated, the stress response is going to be highly active in the personality. Not just that, freeze is the stress response that is closest. And again, I'm talking about that hypo freeze, but really hyper freeze is right above that. But that hypo freeze is the closest response to where the subconscious takes um, what we could say is like where the subconscious has the reins over the system. So if we look at it, in um, sort of, um, if you imagine like a um, timeline, trying to think of an image that works. So let's think about floors of a building. So at the top floor, we'll say that's the 10th floor. At the 10th floor, we have the self that we want to be, the self that we're telling ourselves the story is who we are which is great. We want to have that 10th floor operating super duper well. And a lot of the times we spend a lot of focus here, making sure the 10th floor looks really good. Like we've got the right furniture in there. We've painted the walls, the perfect color. You know, we've got the scents going, the candles, like right now I'm in my office and I have, you know, all my crystals out and my you know, beautiful chairs and the throws and I've got 
the candle going and incense. Does anybody else do that? You have candle and incense going. So I do. And, you know, so like my 10th floor, this is like, this is what it looks like. It looks really beautiful. And I love the textures. I love the colors. And then there's the ninth floor and that's where it moves into my emotional center. This place where I can get activated or triggered this place where, um, there's a little bit more of a driver that I may not understand that has me quote unquote acting out or feeling out of control. And then the eighth floor beneath that's going to be where my free system is. This part of me, this, this reptile self that is in charge of, of feeling safe, of feeling available to life, of feeling open. And often these two floors, you know, our ninth and our eighth floor may get a little bit of attention, but sometimes it's just window dressing. You know, sometimes it's like if the elevator doors opened, that little lobby receiving area has had some work done, but you go past that, it's still a construction zone. And we haven't spent enough time in those floors. And then we go down to the seventh floor and we hit at the deeper subconscious place. And it's literally a shell. And we just don't know, we don't know how to operate in that space. And we haven't built the tools and we haven't spent the time and it can be really scary. Right. And so, and we're trying to move through a construction zone of the part of us that tells us if we're safe into a part of ourselves that we feel really afraid to meet. Guess what? You just hit freeze and meeting your own work. Right. And so, what do we do? Well, we're going to pop back up to the 10th floor and we're going to do some more work up there because that feels like we're being productive and it feels better. And so, we really have to cultivate the ability to dig in deeper into these floors below the cognitive self, the floors below the constructed self, the, the floors below the expressive self, so that we understand what's really supporting the expressive self. Because, you know, truth be told, if you've got a 10th floor and it doesn't have any scaffolding beneath it, if the foundation of that building isn't solid, that 10th floor is going to eventually crumble. And we've all experienced this in some way in our life. We've all done work. We've all thought things were operating. We've all been living on that hope and prayer. And then lo and behold, (laughs) some part of our frozen or protected or outdated self, you know, it's, it just, everything crumbles. And if we can learn to be in the process of integrating these freezes not because we need to fix ourselves, <laughs> not because the freeze was wrong, but because the freeze is the part of us that's asking that re- rewire safety, right? The freeze is the part of us that's saying, hey, slow down and heal and awaken right here. So the freeze is the part that is really going to say, this is how you come alive. Whatever is frozen in you, the part of yourself that is moving the slowest, the part of yourself that is demanding resources is saying, without me, you cannot have your full capacity. You cannot be fully awake and aware, and you cannot be fully alive. And so rather than thinking we're doing it wrong when we go into freeze, rather than thinking that it's just about getting those 30 days of lives done or writing the book or putting the offer out, or not whatever, right? Whatever it is, Um, rather than being so focused on the thing, allowing the thing to be showing us, oh, this is where I get to come alive. This is where I'm disconnected. 
This is where I'm disassociated. This is where I am unsafe to be myself. This is where my lack of liberation is living right now. This is where something overwhelmed me from the past. This is where I got shut down because of the feedback that I was getting from others, right? There is a plethora of reasons why we have freeze. That's part of the fun for me, at least. And going on this journey is being like, oh, wow, look at these parts of myself I get to reclaim. Look at these parts of my past that I get to reorient to, that I get to understand a different perspective of what was happening. I get to rewrite how I view myself and others by opening to these places that are frozen. So what do we want to do when we're frozen? We want to, first of all, have some compassion, right? We're not doing it wrong. Freeze is real. (laughs) Freeze is real. And so if I'm frozen, I'm not doing it wrong. It's showing me something about safety. Two, can I honor my safety even when I don't understand it? Now, the great thing about looking at these places of freeze, when we're talking about looking at our relational safety, looking at um, towards our career, towards our expression, is that a lot of these places are not going to be places where I use the word safe, right? I'm going to often use the word likes or dislike or always and never, or I can't, or I have to. There'll be another way that the safety kind of shows up. I'm not usually going to call it safe. Um, And maybe I do. It doesn't really matter. But what I'm saying is that if it's not, if I'm not open, if I'm not available, if I'm not supported internally, if I'm lacking confidence, if I'm backing away, if I can't take action in a way that feels soft, supple, supported, and in choice of timing, then I am showing myself there's a lack of safety. Something is frozen. Something is scattered. Something is disconnected or disassociated. And now I get to put on my detective hat and I get to go find myself and I get to choose how I'm going to support myself. And I get to do the deep dive work of, of bringing in safety so that the part of me that's frozen can meet the part of me that wants to take action. And I can have all the choice, all the support, all the availability in how I take that action. And I don't have to override parts of myself to do the things that I'm here to do, to create in the way that I'm going to want to create. This means I'm not going to be stuck in my imposter. I'm not going to be having to worry about things like, do I have the confidence, right? Because how am I going to know if my imposter is true? And it's telling me, hey, you need to do more study and integration on this before you're ready to teach it. Or how I'm going to know that my imposter is coming from a frozen part of myself that is protected and doesn't feel safe and I don't listen to. And so it has to show up as an imposter. How am I going to know? Well, unless I meet my freeze, I'm not. Right. And so these these ways that looking at things not from the story that the cognitive self has of doing it wrong, but from the level of the nervous system about what's going on in my safety is so, so empowering. All right. I've been talking for a while. So let me just see if there's anything else I need to say. Doing my best to keep these little recordings short enough to digest. Okay. So what I want to say about freeze again is that, as I mentioned, right, it's that floor right above the subconscious and the brainstem. And what I want us to remember is the subconscious will always win. The 90% of your system will always take the reins back. You're never going to out-cognate your subconscious. 
and only working in what we call top-down processes or cognitive processes or mindset processes that don't involve the body, that don't rewire the nervous system. It's a really slow way to get this subconscious on board. And for a lot of people, you're just not going to be able to do it because of what that subconscious is holding and the lack of safety that's at that subconscious level and the lack of trust that you break every time you do something like push yourself out of your comfort zone without listening to your safety cues. So what can we do? So there's so we neither want to coddle our safety when it's not coming from an aligned truthful perspective. Example, right? You want to do the lives and your safety cue right now you're frozen, you've been making up all the excuses, you're procrastinating, you don't have the motivation, you've come up with all the stories, blah blah blah, right? You're confused about what to say, everything, right? So freeze is just showing up all over the place. And so your options seemingly are to push yourself out of that state, to get into the get into the action, do all the lives and just move forward. Now you can do that. And about 2% of us are going to be able to do that and not go into an extreme backlash. But most of us, 98% of us, We'll do that and we're going to actually overstretch that freeze, creating it to be even bigger and it's going to take over more parts of your life. So great, you did the lives, but now you're frozen around something else. Now you can't take action over here. Now all of a sudden you're eating all of the cake or you can't get out of bed or something else shifts in your system, right? Because your system's always going to be seeking what it has set as its homeostasis right? The set points will always have to be honored. And so why sometimes we start to make, take action in one place and then everything else falls apart or we get sick. Hello, who else am I talking to here? Right. We get sick because our system's trying to balance out the overriding of our safety. All right. So we seem like, okay, if you have to take action or I go, oh, you poor unsafe little, you know, wavering, person who's going to fail at your job because you can't do the thing. Like, I guess we just have to quit and go get a job at Starbucks because we, we're we're unsafe to do lives, right? We go in the opposite direction where we give up. And doing nervous system work requires us to come somewhere in the middle where we're going to move slow enough in that action that we're building safety as we go. We're not going to coddle the safety parts that really that we understand from our mature self are not true we're also not going to override them. And so we're going to be in this excavating, rewiring, um, listening, small action, more safety. Like we're going to be in this place where we're in responsiveness to what our system's telling us. We're not going to coddle. We're not going to back off completely. We're also not going to push through. And so there's this middle way of learning to work where we're listening and supporting and also not making the thing, the point we're making our safety, our own capacity, our own evolution, the point. So freeze may be giving you some really good information about where your system wants to be freed, where liberation's calling you. It might be giving you really great information about how to cultivate self-confidence in a way that you never question again. And it might be asking you to go slow enough to listen to the parts of you that haven't had space in your life. 
And sometimes the reason they didn't have space is because when we were little, it wasn't safe or it wasn't available or the other people in our life were not responsive enough for us to be there. And the beauty is we get to become the responsive, safe, welcoming parent to ourselves that says, I want to hear everything you have to say about this. I want to experience everything you feel about this. And this is where that adage, feel the fear and do it anyway, becomes true. If we do this from overriding our safety, feel the fear and do it anyway is the worst advice we can ever give to ourselves or anyone. If we have learned to drop in deep, if we've learned to listen to the nervous system, and if we've learned to really work through these places with true skills and adeptness, then feel the fear becomes this beautiful journey of opening to the whole self and being able to be alive inside of our sensory system while bringing the support and the scaffolding that's needed in order to take aligned action. So I'd love to hear from you how freeze is showing up for you right now and what your questions are about how to meet this part of you that's asking for more safety, that's asking for more support, that is perhaps wanting to show you a different rhythm from which to live and create. Thanks for listening and I'll see you again soon.